This is gonna be huge. Hello, Dallas. We are back for our third episode. I didn't think we would make it this far. It's unbelievable. But we have. We've made it to our third episode. Some bad news to start off. Chandler Parsons, torn meniscus. He's a, he's done for the year. He's going to have surgery. Unless Mavs make it, you know. Most likely, yeah. Three rounds into the playoffs. For some reason, I saw that he may be coming back somehow. I don't know how that would be possible, I just, really. I mean, but how many games are left? Twelve. Twelve? Yeah, I don't... There's yeah. no way. There's no, no way. I mean, I think that obviously means playoffs. Yeah. I mean, hey, so if we match up with the Warriors, revenge for 07, we beat him in the first round, he comes back second round. You never know. Yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah, if we beat the Warriors <laughs> in the first round, anything is possible. Anything. Well, we just saw A&M make a miraculous comeback, so. Yeah, maybe the Mavs can do it. Maybe the Mavs can make a miracle happen. Who knows? Um, all right, last game out. Mavs played Portland, went to overtime. Mavs won 132-120, to which is a big deficit for overtime. And that's thanks to Dirk Nowitzki. He put up 40 points, had 8 rebounds. Darren Williams had 31 points and 16 assists. Love seeing that. Yeah, yeah. D-Will's been struggling recently. It's yeah. been kind of masked by Wesley Matthews' struggles. I just struggles, don't think but... he's aggressive enough. I think yeah. D-Will should be a little more aggressive and I I mean, obviously he has to now, especially with Parsons going down. Mm-hmm. But he should have been more aggressive all year, I think, because his game is not the type of game to get worse as he gets older because he always had fundamentals. He could shoot well. Yeah. Um, he uses strength more than really athleticism. Don't get me wrong, he dunked yeah, on a few he, people and he stuff. He comes down and turns around and backs people down right. from the three-point line. So, so I mean, he's – it seems like he has the game that can kind of be well with age, but um, he has to stay aggressive and stay confident, obviously, for it to keep happening. Mm-hmm. Huge game from Salah Mejri. He had, he played over 30 minutes. He had 13 points, 14 rebounds, and six blocks, which Man. I don't know the last time a Mav had six blocks. It's probably been a while. I think it, I saw it was Eric Dampier, one crazy Dampier. game. He had like 14, 25, and 7, just something <laughs> crazy. You know, yeah, that was once a season. I yeah, guess that is rare. But the story of this game was definitely Dirk. He's only the fourth player ever to score over or to score forty points or more at thirty-seven years or older, and that's with MJ, Kareem, and the, the mailman. Yep. So that's pretty good company. Can't say in. enough about the guy. Although if you do add together however many times Dirk has done it, Carl Malone's done it, and Kareem has done it, they still haven't done it as many times as MJ did it. He did it eight That's, times, all of them combined to seven. That puts a, a little bit into perspective yeah, there. But still, we're talking about Dirk and how awesome he is. Right. Um, we do have Portland um, playing them back-to-back, and then we have uh, Golden State and then Sacramento, and that's that Sacramento game is the start of a pretty winnable streak right there. Right. But looking forward to this Portland game, we're playing without Parsons again. Obviously yeah. it worked out okay last time. 
These are games we need to win. We need to pick up one against Portland. They're in the same they're in the same boat as us fighting for one of those lower playoff spots. I think they're in the seventh spot right now. Yeah. Um, no, actually I think we just since Houston lost, um we're the seven and they're the eight. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Houston we're the seven, Portland is six. If we Oklahoma beat Portland, City. I think we jump up to six. But everything's like a half think. a game apart, so it it's gonna be it's gonna be a stretch run to the to the end of the, to the last mm-hmm. game of the season. Yeah, and Portland or the Rockets just lost to the Thunder on a third triple double in a row from Russell Westbrook. It's pretty incredible stuff. That too. dude is probably the most athletic point guard to ever do it. Talking about raw athleticism, I can't think of any other ones that are up there. I mean, that's true. He's probably the. I mean, there's a few that come to mind. Um, Steve Francis in his day yeah. for some reason, Baron Davis. Yeah. Um, I was about to say Baron Davis, but yeah. none of them could rebound. Right. Like, like Russ can. So no, you just remember the highlight dunks from them. Yeah. Um, and. Like, Steve Francis did it for, like, two or three years, I think. Yeah, and have you seen that guy recently? Yeah, it looks horrible. <laughs> think time has not been <laughs> kind to Steve Francis. But we're talking about the Mavs. What do the Mavs need to do to make up for the loss of Chandler Parsons? Ugh. Well, I mean, I think, like I said, D-Will is going to have to be more aggressive. So I don't care if you're missing shots. Keep shooting them because you're a good shooter. Stay aggressive. and Why not? I mean, yeah. Right. I mean, why not? Obviously, Wes has to pick it up too. Mm-hmm. We've been saying that weekend. I mean, week after week. It seems which he like. had. He had 15 points in that game against Portland, which is an improvement. And if right. he could stick which around, is sad to say. Could, yeah, but if he could stick around that 15 point mark coming off this big injury that he had, if he could stick around 15 points, that both yeah, I can live with future. that. Yeah, I can live for with that because sure. Dirk's gonna Dirk, and. I mean, he, how crazy is that that we're saying that though? And he's, he's 37. 37 years old, and we're just like, Dirk's gonna carry us. We're fine. Like, <laughs> yeah, I have no doubt in my mind that we're gonna somehow sneak in the playoffs here, and it's gonna be because of 41. I mean, he, he, you can tell he just wants it. He's hungry, and D. Will's a vet. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, even Zaza's gonna do whatever he has to do. David Lee wants yep. to be in the playoffs again. That dude plays harder than. He Anyone I, I've seen still, in a long time. I've said this before. I don't see how that guy was not playing. Yeah, I don't get in it. In Boston, but I don't get it. He's. I mean, we were talking about that small ball. If we get matched up against the Warriors, which is looking like a right. strong possibility, that small ball lineup is looking at. I think we have a better chance at playing David small Lee now. At four. I'm not saying that we have a good chance going out there to beat the Warriors. I'm mm-hmm. going to be honest, but we can play some small ball. I mean, we can yeah. score. So I mean, if you have. Nowitzki, David Lee, Wes, and then whatever two guards you want to throw at yeah. JJ, D. Will, whatever. We we started in that last Friday against Felton. Against yeah, we right. started with Felton in there playing small ball, and I mean they didn't start in small ball. The Warriors didn't. They had Bogut out there, but they quickly went to it, and it was that pretty much the whole game. Right. Which is how that series is going to be, and if nothing else, if the Mavs get swept, but we play small ball and score 120 points. Every game. And at least make it, it fun to it's watch. It's going to be a fun it, series to watch, if nothing else. If you keep it close and you score a lot of points, I mean, you never know what – it's basketball. Mm-hmm. Now, the Warriors are a great, one of the best teams ever, but you never know what could happen. I mean, you could sneak away with game one somehow. Yeah. And then you could even – I mean, you just never know. Um, 
we weren't supposed like to play the Spurs good a couple of years ago. Yeah. With Jose Calderon, I mean a washed up Sean Marion. Uh, we Vince. had Monte and Dirk. <laughs> we did have Vince, but we won two games yeah. out of the first three in that series, and we weren't supposed to win any. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I know it's a completely different team, but yeah. It's I would at least like to go close. pick up a couple games, you know. I'm to... ready to go in, Coach. Just give me a chance. <laughs> I really like us to go in there and that's just... Justin Anderson, by the way. That is Justin Anderson. With he's the only three on our roster now. Yeah, he's got a Jeremy play Evans more now. is out. I mean, that. You think? Yeah, we were talking about this. If nothing else, this is going to force Rick. It seems like it's going to force Rick to play Justin Anderson a little bit, and we're going to get to see what we got. Right. In our rookie, so there there is a plus there. Right. So, moving on, I think we're going to do a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Who, we were talking about this a little before before we were started recording this. Who are the best players at each position that's ever played with Dirk? Yeah. So, throughout, well, think about the prime of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, name the, your, you know, your position yeah. players at each position other than the four yeah. to create the best team around Dirk through all the math teams. All right. I, this is a good thing to talk about because a lot of people are a lot of people are feeling sorry for Dirk right now because he's playing so well, but we're not very good, so they think that the front office has kind of screwed Dirk in this regard that he hasn't had this good team. Right. The year that we did win, he was one of like six players to win a championship without another all-star on the team. So this is definitely a cool conversation to have to see if we did assemble his best team, if they would stack up. My five... Goes Steve Nash. Okay. I'm going with Monte. If nothing else, those Monte years were fun. I loved seeing Monte play. I like, yeah, I like Monte. And he could get to the rack better than anybody who we've probably had. But I got Steve Nash, Monte, Josh Howard, Dirk, and Tyson. Yeah, okay. Um, I think I would only change two of those. I'm going to have Howard in there. I like Howard. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, who's other small forwards that's really played with Dirk? We haven't had any that that made I mean, an all-star game. I mean, I don't think. Josh Howard made one. Now, now I forgot. Anton Jameson won a six-man-of-the-year award one year. Um, but he, he's a – I mean, he's a four. Well. That dude's a four. <laughs> I don't Anton know. Anton Jameson is not a three. He could, he played he played some three. A little um, bit, but that dude was a career Okay, I'll give it forward. to you. I'll right, give it to you. Okay, but – I'm gonna have I'm gonna throw Jason Kidd in there. I love Steve Nash. I'm not taking anything from him. Mm-hmm. Jason Kidd just played tremendous defense. That I mean, Nash would tell you he wished yeah. he could play. I mean, Jason Kidd came out and guarded Dwayne Wade in those finals. Um, he guarded their best player a lot. He even switched yeah, on LeBron. And how old was he? Sometimes at yeah. that point. I mean, he was. I think he was That's 37, crazy. 38 at that point. Um, and we're talking about their best times on the Mavericks, so we can't say like. MVP son Steve Nash playing with Dirk. Okay. Even though it was only like a year or two later. Right, I gotcha. Yeah, it's it's definitely on the Mavs. So, so yeah, then definitely I'm going to go kid because, um, I mean, he did bring us a championship. Yeah, can't argue with the result. uh, And I liked, for the two spot, I like Mike Finley. Mm -hmm. Um, Finley There's a a few people there. Um, Finley, Monte, like you had, Vince, Jason Terry. Yeah. Um, I have, I have Jason Terry as an honorable mention. He's my sixth six man. Sixth man. He's yeah. per, you know, yeah, that's his that's, role. He'll for, his forever be the Mavs six Even man. though now he's a a rocket and he acts and plays like it, but whatever. That's <sighs> yeah. for another day. Yeah, that's another topic there. Um, I'm going to go Finley. 
Josh Howard, Tyson with this, the same as you with Dirk. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I don't know how well that team could contend in the league right now. I mean, yeah, that it's, five. I'm not. That Dirk, five is not guaranteed. We've been spoiled with winning. Dirk. We've yeah. been spoiled very so and we're bad talking as about a now, Dirk. We're talking about right now, Dirk playing with yeah. those guys. Mm-hmm. Dirk at 37 because I heard a lot. I've heard a lot of people saying, you know. They've screwed Dirk or whatever. They've blown up his teams all the time. And I'm like, well, he never was on that great of a team. He was just that good. That is correct. <laughs> Thank you. That, yes, it is. I mean, that, that 06 team wouldn't sniff a chance at the finals right now. No, I don't think so at all. I mean, Josh Howard was the second best player on the team. He wasn't even an all-star. Right. Josh Howard was an all-star the next year whenever we got knocked out by the Warriors in the first round. Uh, but that's that was right. also Dirk Nowitzki's MVP season. Right. So... None of those guys, I mean, yeah, you got to, there is some blame to be given to the front office for mixing it up all the time and not giving them a consistent team, but you got to applaud them for trying to get better players every year. True, yeah. I just wish, I wish they valued the draft more. And I understand you have to save money and trading back to save some money to try to go after a a big free agent or Whatever the case may be, but I mean, teams build in the draft. It's just it's why they yeah. have it every year. Yeah, I mean, and more it, than not, you're going to have a guy for three, four years for cheap, right? And if he's good and can crack your rotation, then you know that's, that's another thing. Carlisle needs to play some more rookies. We just talked about that a minute ago, yeah. but he, he for some reason doesn't believe in playing playing rookies. Um, I think Justin Anderson needs to get some more minutes. So. Look, yeah. Josh Howard played as a rookie. Yeah, but that wasn't Rick Carlisle. <laughs> I know that's true. That was but that was Avery, wasn't it? Oh yeah, man, it had to have been Avery. I Johnson. don't know if Avery was on there draft time or if Don Nelson. It was Don Nelson. Oh Before yeah, it then, was. I think it was Don him. Nelson. That's right. Yeah, and he was part of that 2003 super draft. And if you go through and look at that, outside the top like ten guys, there's one guy that made an All Star team in that crazy good draft and it, it was Josh, Josh Howard, Howard. <laughs> that was our best draft find awesome but anyway it doesn't matter Dirk carried us I don't know if he can carry us this year but we'll see revenge for 07 we have faith in you Dirk yep moving on to the Dallas Cowboys Dallas Cowboys just recently signed their first known player <laughs> uh, we just signed Alfred Morris former Redskins running back he's had a couple of good years but Jerry Jones is saying that Darren McFadden is still going to be our starting running back. Yeah, I don't see that. I th- I, I don't know I how much I believe signed, that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be another one of those deals where Garrett downplays it and says, "I mean, they're both going to play. It doesn't really matter yeah. who starts, who goes out there in the first drive, but they're both going to play." They may let McFadden go out there the first series because he's been on the team longer, but mm-hmm. um, I think eventually Alfred Morris gets more carries. And I mean, I like the signing. I, I'm, we got him for cheap, and he does seem yeah. to fit the way we run the football. Oh yeah, definitely. And he's he's a better zone. If you if we zone block, he's a better runner in that scheme than McFadden is. Um, mm-hmm. McFadden's really good at bursting in a straight line, straight forward through the line. You got to create the hole for him right in front of him. Morris is, I think, is a little more has a little bit better vision there, a little bit quicker feet there. Um, I can find a hole a little better. So he's had the big season before. So he kills the Cowboys. He, he yeah. I mean, he's killed so, the Cowboys before. So maybe it's just about 
being in games that involve the Cowboys. So <laughs> that that sets them up for 16 good games. There you go. At least. Um, <laughs> but another signing that we recently did, we just re-signed Lance Dunbar, my fellow UNT alum. There you go. So I was excited to see that. He played really well for us last year before he got hurt. Yeah. Um, he was leading the league in catches for running backs and yards for running backs by quite a bit. Yeah. Whenever he doesn't play a lot, but whenever he's out there, he's in on the play. So right, yeah, he's perfect for that role. Yeah. He's perfect for the the scat back, third down pass, so, you know, passing running back or third down receiving running back. Yeah. Excuse me, and I mean he's perfect for that role, but he is injury prone. Mm-hmm. All three of these guys are a little bit injury prone, which scares me a little bit. Does that does that make us not want to draft Zeke? Exactly. Does having three guys that We'll get playing time. I mean, all three of these guys are going to get snaps. Yeah. Does that totally – no teams have four running backs in their rotation. Right. I mean, I don't see us drafting him now. I don't either. Which Unless kind of can... sucks. I At first, I wasn't for sure about that, but the more I thought about it, the more I saw about it, and the more I heard from scouts, they loved this dude, and right. I was kind of coming around. Yeah, he was growing on me quite a bit uh, here in the past couple weeks or so. Um, I think he's a hell of a football player, and he's gonna whoever he goes to, he's gonna be really good. Hope it's not the Eagles or the Giants, but it will be. If it's not us, <laughs> it's gonna be the Eagles or the Giants, and more than likely, it's gonna be the Eagles. And I don't want to see that guy playing in Philly. Um, well, Jerry, make something happen in the draft, please. Yeah, we'll see what Jerry does. All right, little stars update. Uh, the stars just played. The Blackhawks won 6-2. to two. Kari had a bunch of saves. Uh, bad news, Tyler Sagan is out three to four weeks because he cut his Achilles. Yeah. Um, lucky for him, the cut was just 15 to 20% of his Achilles. It, you know, like a centimeter yeah, over, been and a it could have been worse. a lot worse. Which, um, you, you know, you say it was bad news, but that's good news. Yeah, that it that's didn't, definitely good I'm, news. And they just horrible. won. I mean, they're not – They, we can put the puck in the net even missing one of those studs. So right. if they can defend a little bit, they're good. And they just clinched a playoff spot, which we knew was coming. It was just a matter of time. Right. Um, yeah, they're first in the West right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they have 97 points. St. Louis and Los Angeles, um, the Kings, are right behind them. They have 93. They're both tied with 93. Chicago is on a downfall the past couple weeks. They have 91. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the Stars are looking good. Sagan needs – I mean, obviously Sagan can be back, hopefully, yeah. for game one of the playoffs. And, um, yeah, the Stars are first in the West. And over there in the East, the Capitals have like a million points still. <laughs> 109, uh, I think, is what I saw a minute ago. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> next games for the Stars, they got the Coyotes, the Sharks, and the Predators. All three of those games are very winnable games, but they will not be a cakewalk by any means. Right. Sharks and Predators can both play. I think they're separated by a point as well. They mm-hmm. have about, I think I saw 87 and 86. Um, so, yeah, they can both play. And moving on to our favorite thing, the NCAA tournament. We are on to the Sweet 16. Both of our teams are still alive. Not a surprise. but They it's, are. It is exciting because anything can happen. Just ask. Michigan State. Michigan State. How many brackets did he did they kill? Um, God, with that loss. That I mean, that's crazy. Insane. I mean, that's but, why they call it March Madness. Exactly. But 
And we said before this, I said this, I think this March Madness will be extra mad. And in that first round, in the first day, there were seven upsets. Last yeah. year in the whole round of 64, there was five. I think these there are the, like, this is the best four days the tournament has ever given us, at least since I've been watching, yeah. which was when, I mean, I don't, 10, 10 years old. Yeah. You know, I don't know, 8 to 10 years old. I started following it every year and watching every game I could. So um, I haven't seen a better four days of basketball since I started watching this tournament. I mean, there's been crazy games. Notre Dame has somehow slipped by all their games. Mm-hmm. Um but they got Wisconsin, who is coming off a crazy buzzer beater right. against uh, Xavier. And that was in the corner. That dude had just hit another big shot like yeah, right that was, before that. That was a great sequence for that guy. And Bill Murray was so upset. If you yeah. didn't see that, that image of Bill Murray wearing a Xavier hat just looking like, Look like he... somebody just pissed in his cereal. <laughs> but Bill Murray, our thoughts go out to and you. Um, you and I, sorry all the Longhorns fans, the way they beat y'all. But that loss to A&M was worse. Yeah, that that had to be so... I mean, I was about to say that it had to be so sweet for Longhorn fans to see, but it was A&M, so it was probably worse. Yeah, right. But that was crazy. I was watching that game. I was about to change the channel. Yeah. And then A&M got a quick bucket, or they forced a five-second call. A yeah. A five-second on the sideline, and I was just like, eh, I mean, I'll just leave it on. You know, there's only a few more seconds left. I'll do this and then watch the St. Joe's game. And they came back from 12 points with how many seconds left? It, it, it was a 14-2 to two run with, like, 40 seconds left. Yeah, it was and the biggest comeback in the last minute of Division One basketball ever. History. Yeah. Crazy. Insane. And House had, like, was, like, 0 for 9 yeah. going into the last five minutes of the game. He finally made a shot with, like, five minutes and 12 seconds left. And then he ended up scoring, like, 22, 20, 22 points or something because of overtime. <laughs> Which they had, you and I had chances to win that game in overtime, but they totally, their senior leadership all fouled out at the same time pretty much, and right. they totally got away from their game plan. The whole game they were passing it around, driving in addition, and then that game, or in the overtimes, they had one guy bring the ball up court, dribble for 20 seconds, throw up, a, throw up a bad shot. Yeah. So you can't do that. You can't just get away from your identity as a team because a team, you know, Right. Rattles and, you a little bit. Yeah, and if you miss one, I mean, if you dribble around for 20 seconds, you you throw up a brick, the next yeah. guy that gets the ball is going to try to do it. Mm-hmm. And if you're not seeing the ball go in the basket, it's harder to make a shot, whether you did it or, or one of your yeah. teammates did it. So um, It was almost like they were still playing with the lead. They were winning that game the whole game. They Right. I mean, they had that game won. And it wasn't <laughs> just that they won. pulled away at the end and got that 12-point lead. They controlled that game from right. the tip. And they, it was like they were still coasting and playing with the lead in overtime, and they should have been attacking, trying to take that one. But kudos to A&M for hanging in there. Yeah. I really want to know if those players believed that they were going to come back, though. Because I get that you're, I you play hard until the game's over. But right. did they well, really? No, honestly, I bet you they're thinking, crap, we're going home. Yeah. I mean, if you, I mean, if we got them on here and asked them, they would probably say, oh, I believe, yeah. you know, every second. But that's a lot. There's no you're way. Gonna, you're gonna 12 play twelve points with like forty seconds left. There's no way. Yeah, you don't. You just don't think that. I mean, you're gonna chunk up stuff hoping it goes in, but until it actually happens, you're not gonna realize yeah. it actually happened. And they didn't do it with a bunch of threes. <laughs> they were like driving right. in there, and and they made I think probably three layups on that run. Yeah. 
So, I mean, they were just they were playing smart basketball. Um, so, other matchups we got. Yeah, we, KU, we went on about that one. Yeah, but that was, I mean, that was the craziest freaking game <laughs> I've ever seen. We can't not talk about it. Yeah. KU and Maryland and UNC and Indiana. Kansas and UNC have both kind of separated themselves as the best two teams in this, but they both have a tough matchup. What do you see in those two? Um, I mean, I see them both winning. Uh, Indiana... I mean, y'all, y'all know, if y'all been listening, y'all know I'm a Tar Heels fan, uh, so I'm a little biased, but I think they're going to win. But Indiana, if they're hot, if they're shooting well, I mean, they live and die by the three. They spread you out, and their offense is, is really good. So if they're clicking and they're making a lot of shots, they have a chance. Um, I mean, they're a really good basketball team. Kansas, Maryland the same way. Maryland has a lot of talent. Um, they go as Trimble goes. Uh, their point guard Trimble is he's a he's a really good player. He seems like he's been um, he's had ups and downs like everybody does, but uh, he was supposed to be one of the best point guards in the country and was a little disappointing in conference play. Um, I mean, I still see Kansas winning that game. I still see Carolina um, beating the Hoosiers and moving on to the Elite Eight. Yep, I could not agree more. Um, some other interesting ones. Didn't think we'd be talking about this in Sweet 16. We have Gonzaga and Syracuse playing. Yeah. So it's the battle of the Cinderella teams. There's really only two Cinderella teams in this. The lowest seed other than that, I think, is Wisconsin, Wisconsin who's a 7. Right. But this is a 11-10 matchup yeah. in the Sweet 16, which is kind of rare. Right. Thanks, Michigan um, State. Um, yeah. I mean, I see Gonzaga winning that. I just... Uh, yeah, usually Syracuse is not that great. There was people saying they shouldn't even be in the tournament, but, but teams can get hot. Yeah. Um, I don't know who to pick in that one. I'm not even gonna pick because I'll pick it wrong. <laughs> I'm gonna say, I mean, the game above them, Virginia Iowa State. Yeah. That's an intriguing matchup because Virginia is known for their defense. Iowa State is known to put up points. Yeah. That's gonna be fun to watch. I think whoever wins that game goes to the Final Four in that yeah. region. And that's um, you know that's what. They're both thinking. Right. So this is – I think that's going to be the most intense game that we're going to see in that region. OU A&M is going to be intense. Yep. Yep. Buddy Heald went off yeah, in the second half the, last game. Some of the VCU guys in the first half, he only had seven points in the first half. He ended up with 36. But in the first half, some of those, the VCU guys were saying, like, you're supposed to be the player of the year. Where you at, man? What are you doing? And he was like, okay, let's go. And then just came out in the second half and poured Wrong it Wrong thing to say. Exactly. Let's just, you couldn't wait till the yeah, end of the game. Just wait till the end of the game after you won. Don't and press then... his buttons at halftime. God, you still dude. have to play another half. God, I morons. love seeing that dude play well. That dude, yeah. feel good story coming out of the Bahamas. Um, if you haven't read the article in the Players' Tribune on that guy, I encourage you to read it. It's awesome. He just talks about a little bit about his his uh you know was growing up in the Bahamas and all his brothers mm-hmm. and sisters and you know they all slept on the same two mattresses pushed together on the floor um it was just it's an incredible it makes you want to root for the guy mm-hmm. so and he's a senior he's worked hard right. to get there and everything he boosted his value at the end of his career at OU that's cool and i saw his mom just gets up and leaves in the middle of games to go find a quiet place to just pray for him during the games. Really? I yeah, didn't know. I saw her. Okay. They showed her getting up and like waving this towel around as she's walking up the stairs. Okay. And they were like, there goes Buddy's <laughs> mom to go pray for him. Wow. And apparently it worked because <laughs> I think she did that around halftime. It, it did work. Um, so let's see. Oregon Duke's kind of 
intriguing. I have yeah. Oregon winning that I've game. I've got Duke. Okay, good, good. D O O K. He's got Duke. Duke. Um, Miami Nova. I have Miami. By the way, there are six ACC schools in the Sweet Sixteen. That's the best ever from one conference. Just wanted to throw that out there. I have some buddies that are Big Twelve homers, so I'm gonna throw it out there and rub that in their in their face. Chase Zane, I hope you're listening. ACC baby. First off, I could care less about conferences. That's just me. <laughs> I don't that's, really care that's an all SEC, that much. Either. That's an SEC thing to do is to take crazy <laughs> pride in your conference for no reason, even if your team's not that good. So, as long as KU's still playing, I'm good. You're good. Well, they're still playing. They're, yeah, they may lose to Miami in the Elite Eight, though. But other than, I mean, we've seen some crazy upsets, but right now a very normal, predictable blue blood Final Four is possible. Right, very possible. Yeah. Um, so you have Duke in your Final Four? Yes, I have UNC, Duke. I had Michigan State. Obviously, yeah. I'm going. I'm going to go Virginia with that one now, and then I've got UNC. Okay, so mine's the same. I'm going to go Oregon instead of Duke. That's the only difference. Which I had so, Oregon losing to St. Joe's, and they just couldn't hold on. They had it, yeah. and they couldn't hold on. I knew they were going to make a run at the end, but right. they couldn't hold on. Anyway, that is all the time we have. Um, keep up with the bracket. Keep up with us on Twitter. Follow me. Follow Tyler. Follow Dallas Sportworth. Um, we're gonna be chip in, in, give us ideas to to talk about. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're all be- we know is sports, and that's all we really care about. Yeah. So just throw whatever you want at us. All I have to say is Dirk Nowitzki for president. There's no better candidates out there anyway. So <laughs> vote for Dirk. Um, we'll be coming at you next week with a it's new a episode. In. Yeah, right in for Dirk Nowitzki. <laughs>